Joseph, because of the hater raid of his family, dashed the man in a pit. He was sold into slavery. He was operating faithfully therein. And consequently, he ends up in a prison. Uh, but even though this is the case, as a result of his service, God brings him out speedily. Even when he was forgotten initially by man. At the right time, we saw in, verse, in chapter 41. Come on, somebody. Of Genesis, Bible says that the Lord brought him out quickly. Chapter 41, verse 14. And so the assignment and the encouragement was that we need to, um, you know, we need to lean into what God is doing, even if it's not fear, even if what we're experiencing is as a result of our faithfulness, because there, God wants to bless and imbue us in the time of difficulty with things that are needed um, for the season to come. Amen, somebody. And I wanted to move on, but, you know, the Lord really, really caused me to lean into a little further this thought. And I really, really want to um, encourage us around the importance of maximizing every season and lifting the limits, watch, off of our timeline. I want you to understand the fact of the matter is that oftentimes our lid and our cap is on our timeline. And y'all were awfully quiet in that moment because you're like, no, I want my own timeline. You know, and when it is that God wants to do stuff in our lives, we miss what it is that he wants to do uh, because of our timeline. Can I just tell you, just so you understand this, you know, the way that, um, that, the, that it works, that Joseph received the dream uh, that he received when he was around 17 years old. And do, would you understand that it literally took him uh, 13 years before, are y'all you, are with me? 13 years before he got to the fulfillment of the dream. A lot of us, like I shared with you last week, a lot of us, we see people's end game. We see the story, at the, we see the end, but we don't realize the process that it took for people to get to that place. David, David, watch, um, from being a little shepherd boy and all this, it took him 15 years to become king. Abraham and Sarah, when they received the promise from God that they were going to receive a baby and be pregnant when they were past the years of childbirth. And watch this. No, if there's anyone that would look at, their, at someone's situation and say that's cap, definitely it would be them. <laughs> they're beyond childbearing years. I mean, up almost a um, hundred years old. And they're in a position where God says they're going to have a baby. And not only are they going to have a baby, but they're going to have a baby that is, going to, um, that is going to be multiplied as much as the stars of the sky. Wow. In other words, um, that... The nations of the world would be blessed through their child that is literally beyond imagination. After they received this promise from God, it took 25 years. Wow. Somebody say 25 years. 25 years before they got there. Mary, Mary, since we're um, in, in this Advent season, in this preparatory season for Christmas, I, I want you to remember that Mary receives this vision. Uh, the angel Gabriel comes rather and prophesies to her that she is going to have this baby in her that is going to come and is going to save his people from their sins. 33 years before Jesus gets to the cross. Are you seeing this? And so, most of us, when we think of what God says to us, we put a timeline on it, especially in this microwave generation that we live in. And we don't realize that the things, we have to lift the lid off of our timeline. Take the cap, look at somebody, tell them, take the cap off your timeline. Come on, tell them. 
You've got to get to the place where you understand that everything that God allows in your life, that it's purpose to be able to imbue and put in you what is necessary so that when you, Joseph, get to the place of power that I've prophesied that you're going to go to, that you'll be able to operate with integrity when you get there. God's desire is not just for us to get to a place that the place that he desires, but he wants us to get there and operate with wisdom and to be potent when we get there. Are you with me? And so this is important for us to note uh, as we're talking about about this. You know, there's something, you know, uh, as far as patience is concerned, um, when we're going through things, I'll never forget. I remember um, I was at a stoplight. Uh, Someone say stoplight. I was at, you know, at, if you're a Malvern um, person, you know the area. I was at Parcel and, and Shepherd, right? Not Parcel and Shepherd, Murison and Shepherd. And I was about to make a left turn. And I was standing there. I was actually on my way. I was late for a funeral. Uh, and so I had to go and, you know, and, and I, I wanted to get there quickly. And I'll never forget, I'm there at the stoplight. And as I am getting ready to head into the intersection, right, the light turns green. And in that moment, although the light was green and I was late, I heard clear as day, don't move. And I'm like, what? These people, first of all, I look waste. I'm late for a funeral. I'm the pastor. I need to be there. I need to get there. I need to go. And I wanted to go, but I heard clear as day, don't go. And so I stopped at a green light. Red means stop. Green's supposed to mean go. But I heard, don't go, don't move. So I stopped at the green light. Two twos. A car blasts through that re- through the uh, through the red light. And if I had have gone just two seconds, if I had have made, if I had have gone into that intersection, I would have been blown to smigarines. But it's interesting to me because green means go. But in that moment, come on, somebody, green meant. Even though it was go, God said to stop. And this is why I was telling many of you, I've been telling you, that when we're in situations, we think God's desire is for us to get out. And the fact is that oftentimes, green doesn't mean go. Watch. Uh, Can I tell you that sometimes, watch, wisdom screams stop at life's green lights. Let me give it to you again. Sometimes wisdom screams stop at life's green lights. There are opportunities that pop up and things that are green that it's like, oh, I should go. I've been waiting for a while. And God is saying, no, 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 no. You've got to stop and stay in this season because there are things, come on. There are many of us that you're looking for the path of least resistance. And so as soon as things get difficult, this is why you're a church hopper. Oh, y'all are quiet. This why you can say, oh, God told me I'm supposed to be here and this is the house and this is. And then as soon as some difficulty happens, as soon as we shift from one place to another, then God changed his mind. And I talk about this often because there are many people that are called to houses even through seasons of difficulty. And you miss what God has for you because you move before he puts it in you. When God calls you to a season he, or calls you to a place, he doesn't just call you there when things are going according to how you think they should go. But he calls you there because he desires to put in you things that you need. There, there are many of you, you are ready to jump out of your relationship. Come on. You're ready to, you're ready to get out of that time of difficulty because of the fact that 
um, that God, that you're feeling like it's difficult in that moment or the timeline that you have put in place, you feel it's time to go. And it's important. I wonder if I have a witness today to know that God will put some things in you in time that you need to be able to stay and use you even in, the, in a context that you would not have even imagined. I think about um, Acts chapter 16. And so when we're thinking about Joseph being used in that context and God putting stuff in him before his elevation, I don't want to go there without dealing with this. Acts chapter 16. What book and chapter did I say? Acts, Acts 16 verse 22. The Bible says of Paul and Silas. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off of them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into the prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in stocks. So here, Paul and Silas, they are in a similar scenario to what happened with Joseph. There, right before this, they cast the devil out of a girl who was bound by a demon. And the people who were making money off of her got mad and reported them. And they got locked up as a result. And so now they're here in prison because they did something that was right. And we find that they're put in the inner prison. Verse 25, and about midnight. Somebody shout midnight. midnight. Come on, put some Holy Ghost in that. Say midnight. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And then verse 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, someone say immediately, immediately. all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. So there they are in the, and you know, we sing late in the midnight hour, and God's going to, that's, that's all dope and that's amazing. But look at the text. So here they get in problems because they did what was right. And now while they're in the prison, I know we sing about how cute the earthquake is, but imagine now being in prison and not only am I there because I did what's right, but now everything around me is shaken. Now there starts to be an earthquake. You ever been in a situation and it seems like not only have you been, are you there and it's in a place of difficulty, but now it even gets worse. And so everything is shaking. They're in this moment of difficulty, you know, and I want you to note and I want you to understand uh, that, that this shaking, this shaking thereafter causes the doors to open. Green light. It looks like at that moment, yo, it's time to bim. Anybody other than me would have been like, yo, I'm Audi fan. The doors are out. The doors are open. I'm leaving. I'm getting out of here. Can I tell you, watch, and I want you to understand. I want you to understand that after this, the Bible says, after the doors were open, verse uh, 27, when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. If the prisoners got out on his watch, they were going to murder him. As a result of them getting out when they were under his supervision. But look at what happened. So he's like, I'm going to beat them to the punch and I'm just going to kill myself. But look, verse 28. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself. For we are all here. Would have made sense that they should have gotten up. And bimmed and left when the doors were open. But they sensed at that green light that it was time for them to stay in that prison. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 
because there was an assignment that was in the prison. And so here, here in the text, Paul says, don't kill yourself. We are here. So even though it was an opportunity for them to leave, they saw that they could be on mission, that they could serve in that time. There are many of you that right now, you came to this place with us, for example, in this building, in this theater, and you're like, man, this is not as comfortable as when we were in the spot where we didn't have to set up and tear down every week. And there's sacrifice and there's difficulty around showing up early to put things in place. But when it is that you see that there is someone more than you, come on somebody, that is in the earth and God is desirous, come on, of causing people to come to him. I wonder if there's anybody that knows when you set up this stage on a Sunday morning for the gospel to be able to be heard, there is someone that comes in this room and hears the gospel for the first time and decides that Jesus' name is so sweet, come on, and when they feel like killing themselves and when they feel like it's over because of the mistakes that they've made that because you showed up early men and set, set up a stage ladies come on because you stood outside and said welcome home come on because you gave up your resources no cap offering you are making ways for people who do not know Jesus who are at the end of their rope to be able to encounter his love are you hearing me listen man it was shaken and the doors were open but God said stand still can I tell you it's crazy because there are many of you that are trying to escape out of difficult situation and I want you to understand that God is trying to put stuff in you and use you in a way that you would not uh, ever imagine I told you that the prison is for your activation not your destruction can I tell you your activation? Joseph, Joseph in his prison, uh, he was able to interpret dreams. He was a dreamer, but he had never interpreted dreams until he was in that prison. Can I tell you in this moment that we find that while Paul and Silas are here, that God is forming something in them, showing them they are singing hymns when they're in prison. They're, this is showing us, and, and then they have the maturity and the wisdom to stand, to hear God and stand still in times of difficulty. And this is, this is what I want you to understand, that God often shakes our foundation for our sanctification, not our destruction. Sanctification is God forming us into his image making us holy and oftentimes these times of difficulty are god is god imbuing you and building you and conforming you and turning you and transforming you into the image of christ even in times of difficulty are you with me i want you to note this that in this season what god is trying to do with you and i want you to get this it's about potency not performance it takes difficulty to form and fashion you to a place where you are able to have longevity and you are able to be potent. That's why, watch Surf City, it does not matter where we are as a church. If we would stay steadfast, come on somebody, serve faithfully and say, God, I'm giving you a yes. Don't matter if everything is shaking and unstable, I'm giving you a yes. This is why we just baptized seven and that is over 70 for the year. Because no matter where we are, God can cause his power to manifest in our midst if we would give him a yes. Can I tell you that there are some things that you can get in the fire that you can't get in the freezer? Yeah. Fick it, fick it. Let me give it to you again. 
There are some things that you get in the fire that you can't get in the freezer. God, there are some things, watch, uh, the, you know, the, the freezer is about preservation. But God doesn't just care about your preservation. He cares about your activation. There's some of y'all, you're comfortable with just going through life and just me, you know, retiring. I was talking to a guy this week, you know, just retiring, just sitting out on the lake, smoking your little cigar and sipping whatever you're sipping and having fun. And nowadays talking to the ancestors and doing all your stuff. And God's saying, listen, fam, I didn't just call you to retire in this earth. Come on and have some cushy, comfortable life and live uh, for the for, forever in the earth. God is saying, I called you, come on, to wake the faith up. Come on and get off your blessed assurance. Come on and get to the place where you look and serve others more than yourself are you with me so there's some stuff right now that God is doing in the season of difficulty, the fire because you know in order for the pizza to taste good, it can't stay in the freezer, come on in order for it to taste good, it has to get in the fire come on, and there's some of you, there's stuff in you that God wants people to taste and experience, but onto and you're like, man, how long am I gonna be here? And God is saying, take the lid off the timeline. I know it looks crazy, but listen to me. I know the world is telling you at this green light that it's time for you to go. But I am not controlled by this world's traffic system. Come on, somebody. God says, I am operating in something beyond what you can imagine or understand. And my call to you is to be faithful in every season. What ends up happening here, and this is where the plane comes down, watch. Paul cries out and says, we're all here. And then watch, as a result, he is trembling and he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. Watch, and he took them the same hour of the night washed their wounds and he was baptized at once he and his family notice he didn't repeat a cute prayer uh just he didn't just say i believe but he went home thereafter because he who believes and is baptized will be saved and he went and that whole household was baptized and this all happened because the paul and silas did not escape the jail too early are you trying to get out that job too early come on are you trying to get out of that house too early are you trying to keep up with the joneses so people will look at you and they're gonna be like oh nice house but you're rotting inside because now you're broke because you're existing just to you might have to live in that basement a little longer can I testify in order to receive and build up the resources necessary so that when you get to where God has you to go and where he's promised you you get there with no sorrow and no generational bondage attached to it here literally this man and his entire household are saved because Paul and Silas stay there and they are brought out their wounds are clean and they move on I just want you to understand uh, the fact of the matter is that you have got to use wisdom yes sometimes there's time for us to get out but the fact is that uh, that oftentimes God has called us God has called us to be to the place where we stay in and that we get out of the situation what he has for us and so you got to be prayerful as you seek him and as you go through things 
Don't act by your flesh. Don't act like what the world is saying that you're supposed to do and you're how you're supposed to act. Make sure that you are following Christ and his, uh, and his direction and his example. I love it because by the way that it looked for Jesus, it looked like, she, like he should have been... He should have been to the place where he should have jumped off of the situation that he was in. In fact, it was made clear that it was difficult in the Garden of Gethsemane before he died. He literally was weeping uh, and crying blood and tears because of how deep the depth of sorrow was about him going to the cross. But even though he felt difficulty, he says, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And he, by the world's account, he should have gotten off the cross because he could have. But because he saw you and I, come on somebody. He said, can I just preach the gospel? He said, I'm going to go to that cross. I'm going to let them nail nails in my hands, nails in my feet. Put a crown of 72 thorns, press it into my head. Pierce me in my heart sack so blood and water comes gushing out. And I'm asphyxiating on as liquid fills my lungs. I'm going to let them do that for me. When I could have called a million angels to whoop their behinds. But I'm going to stay there. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, he stayed there because he saw you and he saw me. And so he stayed. Oh, he served beyond the green light. And as a result, now you, if you're a believer, you're a believer because Jesus has died on the cross for your sins. And so today, there's someone here, you saw all those people be baptized today, and I want you to know that the amazing news is uh, that even though all those people have made decisions for Christ, that there's still room for you. And today, even though you didn't get baptized today, today you're saying, I want to repent, which means to turn from serving myself and sin and Satan. I realize I'm a sinner, and I turn in faith. Someone say, believe. I believe that you came, Jesus. I believe you died and you rose from death with all power. And I put my trust in you. And I want to go all the way with you in baptism as you commanded. Uh, Jesus says that he believes and his baptized will be saved. And so when we, when we go in the water with our repentance and our faith, we, we bury and leave our whole life behind. And we rise to do life in Christ. And that might be you today. Glory to God. And if that is you and you're compelled and you're saying, include me in the next baptism, you can go to servecity.ca forward slash connection card. I want to encourage you here in the house and online that is there for you there. And with that in mind, you might be someone that ran away from Christ. And I want to call you home today. You don't need to be re-baptized if you meant it the first time when you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You can come back to Christ today. You can repent of your sins. And, and he, even though you ran away from him, come on somebody, he has never run away from you. And he's standing with his arms open wide to receive you into fellowship. So on that connection card, let us know today if you're trusting Christ for the first time or if you um, today, glory to God, are coming back home to him and you're recommitting your life to him and our team will be in touch with you to help you to get to next steps come on can we put our hands together and give the lord the glory in this place today hallelujah